0: everyone and welcome back to another episode of nintendo everything refresh the weekly show where we keep you all up to date on everything new and exciting in the world of nintendo i'm your host nick serpa joined today by tom chaplin hey everyone we're here and we have survived the onslaught of gaming news <laughs> summer games fest and otherwise it has been a crazy week of announcements like tom i don't know how many showcases did you watch this week because there were a lot um
1: well we're recording this not to date this episode i think the day of the microsoft showcase uh so yes, I, I i did watch that one all the way through and i watched summer games fest in and out i can't i don't trust jeff Keeley with with <laughs> his rundown being 100 percent for me so uh other than that, though, I, I haven't watched some some of the Devolver. I know those are usually really good. I just haven't mm, gotten around to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the Wholesome Direct, uh, I need to get, get back
0: and, and watch those, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was all those. And then there was also the PC Gaming Show, which had Switch announcements. There was uh, the Gorilla Exchange, which had a lot of Switch announcements. I mean, it was just, like, it was an onslaught. Um, and so this is our, our big kind of roundup of the the big stuff that happened this week I mean we will not get anywhere close to anything because there were literally pro I don't really don't think I'm exaggerating when I say like there were probably hundreds of games shown off this week between all these showcases like and not all of them were new I'm sure but I, I can't remember which one it was I think it might have been the the wholesome showcase where they, they were like we have 80 games to show you today and I'm like, holy crap, like, where are all these coming from?
1: It's a thrive. you know what, it's good to see, though. It's thriving, the indie scene is still alive and well. I think a lot of indie companies started during COVID and have been able to grow that kind of part of the, the industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really good to see. Um, and yeah, I was very fortunate to actually have the opportunity to cover... Um, Summer Games Fest, um, from Los Angeles, um, which was really cool. Yeah, you were at the show, um, I,
1: right? You were at the show?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so there was the live show, um, which they had at the YouTube theater, and then they also had two days of, a, it's a media-only event called Summer Games Fest Play Days, where a lot of the games that were featured in the show or just kind of partners, friends of Mr. Keeley, um, had demos and interviews available for media, um, so I got to do both those things, and it, I was I had a great time and got to meet some incredible developers. Um, there's going to be a lot of preview content over on Nintendo Everything and, and on the YouTube channel over the next week or so. Probably, probably the next week or two. Um, I mean, some of the big stuff is already out. Um, I put out a preview of Sonic Superstars, which we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, but I also got to play a lot of really cool indies. Um, so... Yeah, there's a lot of good, lot of good stuff this year, but let's get into it. Let's talk about the the big Switch announcements from Summer Games Fest. Um, now, this first one I did not get a chance to play. I don't think any, I don't think anyone has played it yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, we're going to see more at the Ubisoft Forward Showcase this week, but we got, we got a new Prince of Persia game announced, which was a huge surprise. To me and and to everyone who was watching the stream live like like when i was sitting in in the theater and this game came up everyone was like what is this and and i thought it was a new assassin's creed chronicles game that was my first thought Mm -hmm. um and then when that prince of persia like there was a point where we were all just like oh my god this is prince of persia and then the logo came up and people just people lost their minds yeah except for the music right except for the music choice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> except for the music although uh, honestly when I was watching it I was just so focused on on the gameplay that I, I didn't notice the music was obnoxious until I heard people complaining about it after and then I went back and rewatched it I was like oh yeah that wasn't the best choice but
1: <laughs> I, well, I was into one, it. one thing I'd like to mention is dude, as there were Switch announcements and none of them were from Nintendo I mean uh, another year no. has gone by through this E3-esque week where Nintendo's had no presence and so you know these are announcements from like third-party shows and third-party companies it's just it's just a a sad feeling an empty feeling that there's not also that nintendo showcase or something to go along with all the other announcements but i assume maybe maybe we won't get something soon or maybe we will Um, but yeah this game i mean i'm excited for it i like a i like a well-designed 2d 2.5d action platformer as much as the next guy so obviously it's nothing like you know the prince of persia games of old um but ubisoft has been known to make incredible 2d platformers and so if this is uh i don't know if it's the same team or not um as like raymond legends but if it is then i'm actually incredibly excited uh for it then it'd be a a high on the list now i I don't know that um do we is i don't know do you know that who who inside um ubisoft is making this
0: it's um, it's Ubisoft's uh, P- Montpellier. Oh, so it is. The, I don't... So that's the
1: Raymond Legend Studio, then.
0: Is it? I, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to jump the gun, but um, but that would be that would be wild. If let me, let me g- Google this live <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cut this out, Louise. Frantic, <laughs> frantic keyboard noises in the back um let's see yeah that's, well, they yeah. made zombie they made zombie U, so that's exciting yeah or UBS um, Montpellier did make reggnon and Lend- develop
1: Raymond Lend- so this is now I this is of that pedigree of this you gotta assume there's some team overlap uh so th- now I'm even more excited about the game now that I've confirmed that
0: yeah yeah it, it looks great I mean look I have not actually <laughs> played a Prince of Persia game um I think a lot of them, were just kind of like, bef- I don't want to say before my time, because I was playing video games around that point, but, like, you know, I, I, was, a, I was a basic kid. I, I, play, I played the basics, you know? And um, and I was really looking forward to the, the Sands of Time remake that they're working on that is just stuck in development hell. Um, so I'm glad that there's something coming out from this IP that looks solid and, like com- like, complete. Like, this is coming out in January, too not that far away
1: no and it, it again this looks phenomenal knowing the pedigree of the development team like it just looks and a lot of ubisoft games have like been hurt by scale and no this looks like it's like a oh just knows what it is and it's gonna do it the best it can and yeah i know it's getting like disliked a lot online or because they've used and fumbling the bag for every franchise they they own recently and just a lot of bad press but if if i hope this game can kind of push through and, and, and find an audience cuz it looks really exciting
0: yeah i i think it's i don't know if people are disliking it because they just don't like how ubisoft is handling the ip which i guess i could understand that like if you've been playing this franchise for a long time like this is probably not like the first thing that you would want from a prince of persia game but like i mean like looking at the gameplay like it looks so fluid the art looks incredible. Um, I, I mean, it just... It looks incredibly polished. Like, it looks like they know what they're doing. And I think if this does well, it could be a gateway to greater things for the franchise again.
1: By the way, so. you should go back and play Sands of Time. Don't wait for the remake. That's a great game. A very different game, obviously, but... Uh, yeah. There's a lot of... Pe- there's a lot of just... This this franchise was so good. It's like um Splinter Cell, like... Some of the greatest games from that generation, Gen Six, and it's just been like gone, uh, and for some yeah. for no reason, really. So,
0: yeah, I don't know what happened, um, but but yeah, so that was a huge surprise announcement, um, and th- the only other really big announcement we got during the Summer Games Fest live stream was Sonic Superstars, which for is Switch, like right? a, for also for Switch, a, a, for Switch, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, not a lot of Switch-focused stuff, but Sonic Superstars was the other really big one. Um, this is... Um, I mean, yeah. the last 2D Sonic game we got was Sonic Mania, which was great, but it was developed by indie developers, and this one is actually, um, like, a Sega-developed thing. Um, originally, we, we all thought it was being developed by Sonic Team... Um, which is not the case we've learned. Um, it's being developed by oh gosh, I always butcher, <laughs> I always butcher the pronunciation of um, the studio's name, but R- Rzest. Um, yes, Rzest. Thank you. Um, so yeah, but um, but you know, Sega's working really closely with them, and um, I actually got to play this one at Summer Games Fest, and I loved it, man. The the two stages I played, I really enjoyed.
1: <laughs> that's got I gotta say, like everything I've heard from previews, including yours, that's you know up on the channel um, or the site. Uh, wow, this game looks great. Uh, you know, fellow Nintendo everything member Sam, who makes a bunch of videos for for the channel too. Like he's a big Sonic guy. He was messaging me live tweet live messaging me about how exciting this game looks because it's not just that it's a new Sonic game, but it's like new in so many good ways right like their system the momentum system the speed the getting rid of green hill zone right finally making new levels and new kind of abilities and new stages and all these type of type of like actual like i don't know it feels kind of like with new super mario bros like had a whole different it's like a oh they're actually making a new sonic game this is like sonic 5 you know like it feels something special and different than just a remix or something even though mania is great it's always, it's always kind of a remix or, you know, bringing back the old, finally something new's happening.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it's a little too early to tell like exactly how new it's gonna feel. I mean, it, it does feel just like a really good Sonic game. Like, and, and yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that I've seen so far that I'm like, wow, like this is the killer breakout new feature. Like, they do have these, um, these emerald powers, which I guess are, like, abilities that you can kind of unlock as you go through, and they all kind of do different things, but the ones I saw, I was like, yeah, like, they're fine, but, like, that's not really, like, the reason to play, like, the reason to play is just, like, this is an original 2D Sonic with, like you said, like, new environments and co-op play, and, you know, it's, I, as far as I can tell, there's, there's, not going to put in like a super complicated, like voice acted story. Like it's really just like, we're going to throw you right into it. You can do exactly what you love to do in a Sonic game. Um, And um, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you got to play it, right? And so a game feel as well. Like it felt good. It felt like classic Sonic, but was it? was there any like new refresh? Like, whoa, that's a different mechanic. Or was it just like good old classic, don't fix what's not broken?
0: I'd say for the most part, the latter, like, it's, I, I think the thing that I just enjoyed the most, and some people to argue that, like, 2D Sonic has always kind of had this, but it really just, I was really enjoyed the fact that I felt like I had to build up speed, um, and that, like, you are not just immediately sprinting across the screen. Like, yeah, there are, like, boost pads and things like that that can get you going, but even still, like, I felt like overall, like, the pace, like, there was... There's a little bit more platforming than I was actually expecting. Um, it felt like the the amount of, like, branching paths and different ways through the level, like, felt like they really had put a lot of focus on that. And, um, like, these stages feel like they're... Like, I, I did replay, replay them, and um, I was enjoying replaying them because I felt like there were different ways to go through them on repeat playthroughs, especially considering that you can play as... Um, Sonic, Amy, Tails, or Knuckles. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of replayability, which is exciting. And yeah, I, I like that it's it feels like it's retaining all the best parts of the Sonic games that hardcore Sonic fans really like. And it's it's leaving out a lot of the super, I think, I don't always want to call everything a gimmick, but it's, le- it's leaving out a lot of the things that might distract from that.
1: Yeah, I mean... The only thing that concerns me about it's like, Prince of Persia. We we're talking about pedigree, right? The R S S pedigree uh, makes me a little bit nervous because I don't think I've ever liked the game they've made. <laughs> like, uh, they you know they they've made like Yoshi's New Island and Hey Pikmin and Balin Wonderworld, they 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 developed a its like yeah. The, this is not like not only do I not like those games, but I like the music for those games, are like like um, like. Like impressively bad, and like Sonic's all about music. And I don't know if you noticed, but I, I wasn't too impressed by the trailer. At least it's the early music we saw for this game too is like I'm a little nervous about that. I guess if I'm gonna say anything, mm. um, we've never seen them make a Sonic Sonic game, right? But like, uh, at least their work with Nintendo has me a little a little anxious, because the game's a full price. Like it's a sixty dollar game. It is. Know? So, yeah, we're not and talking we, about we don't
0: nothing. really know how much content is going to be in it. Like, we don't know how many zones there's going to be at this point. Um, so there are still a lot of questions in that area. But, um, but yeah, I mean, all, all things considered, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. The, the other thing is that I, I wasn't able to play the Switch version specifically. I think I was playing PS5 version, which looked really good. It oh, was a lovely really build. So The game looks great. Some- I love the art style yeah oh yeah the art style is is awesome yeah I think I think they nailed it like you know it's not I'm sure there are fans out there who would have preferred like 2d pixel art but I think like the way they they did the character models and did the environments like I think it looks really really nice um but yeah so this one is coming out sometime in the fall I don't think we have an exact release date yet but yeah I think I think this could be good if it lands the way that the demo felt, I, I think it could be really solid.
1: Yeah, what um, else did you play, though? Was, so it was Prince of per- You didn't play Prince of Persia. You played Sonic Superstars. What else?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of them I'll, I'll probably only talk about briefly, but um, I'd say one of the other really big games, um, just, I guess, in terms of, like, brand power at the very least, was uh, Disney Illusion Island. Um this one is notable in a couple ways. First of all, it's crazy that Disney, I, for those who like don't remember, there was a, a long stretch of time where Disney was not really making console games. They kind of were following the trend of going into the mobile market and they closed down Disney Interactive and they weren't even really licensing out their IP very much for a while. Um, and just like lately over the past few years, I mean, we've kind of seen that change. We got Disney, by Valley, we had uh, Disney Speedstorm, which is like the kind of Mario Kart-style racer. Um, and now we're getting Disney Illusion Island, which is a like totally original 2D... Uh, it's a Metroidvania, actually, which I, I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, so there's a couple interesting things about this game. First of all, it has no combat. Um, everything that you unlock as you progress through the game, all the abilities, the boss battles, they're all related to traversal and puzzle solving. Um, the whole game is uh, co-op as well. So you can play through the whole game with up to four people on one screen. Um, and the animation is just, it's its really faithful to the characters. Um, they're introducing like new characters into this game. Like Disney has given them a lot of creative leeway to kind of write their own story and build their own world. Um, so there's a lot of elements to this game that I think could come together really well and be something pretty special. If you're, especially if you're a big fan of, you know, Mickey Mouse and those characters and seeing them all interact.
1: Yeah, I mean, I from what I've seen from the game, it's like gorgeous, kind of hand-drawn, but I am, I remember Disney closing down, right? Like Disney Infinity was, <laughs> felt like the death nail of, of Disney, like leaving it. it. was like all those old toys on the shelf. Yeah, But they had a, they yeah. had like a couple really solid 2d action platforms in the 3ds from what i remember um and you know obviously the epic mickey even further back but yeah we haven't seen a game this reminds me in in style at least though you're saying it's more metroidvania of those like uh those 3ds games or even like you go way back to like capcom right or oh, the nes and super nintendo when they were making the disney license like it's nice to see disney kind of put these characters back into like the real video games you know as much as i have c- critiqued the speed storm, which i h- hold uh, wholeheartedly this one this game though feels like there's a lot of love and kind of actual kind of attention paid to um it being just a solid experience front to back for like whole family just four players kind of and that's what that lack of combat makes me think of like no, the you can't have the violence with the Mickey character, and the and the mini characters and Disney characters. Right. So for, for like the young audience that this game clearly wanting to kind of attract, playing with their parents, is a lot of finding a different solution.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, yeah, I actually got to talk to the creative director of the game, um, Grant Allen, and he was he definitely seemed to have you know a lot of just personal nostalgia for. Um, he mentioned uh, Disney's uh, Castle of Illusion, like those old school, like you were talking about. The Capitol. Those old school Disney games. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this studio, they also worked on the um, recent Battletoads remake. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if you call it a remake or a sequel. So, so that's kind of, you know, they, they do have a knack for kind of these like hand... You know, hand keyed art styles and just this really detailed animation, and um, and I had a great time playing it. I, I got to play it in co-op with some folks um, at one of their preview events, and um, and everyone was having a blast. It was really fun to kind of figure out where to go, and you know, it is a Metroidvania, but it's it's and it's big, and you you do have this map, and you'll like you'll come across a door, and you'll be like, all right, well this door needs a certain type of key. I got to go explore it. You'll stumble upon maybe like a series of rooms that are these little kind of self-contained puzzles to get you what you need. Um, and yeah, and you unlock more abilities as you go through. I was told, I didn't get to see them all, but they are talking about how eventually you can like get like a ground pound and things that open up new paths and things like that. So, um, So yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for sure.
1: The only thing, and I'm curious how you felt about it, when I watched trailers of this game was I felt like the screen was too zoomed out. And the characters were so small, especially in co-op. Like, did that affect you at all? Or is that a problem at all? Or is that just once you play it, you're fine? It's it's not a big deal.
0: You know, I did notice it. Um, I did notice it was really zoomed out. And I asked about it. And they said that, you know, they chose to do this because this is a, a multiplayer game. Um, the camera is, like, dynamic. So it does kind of zoom in or out depending on what you're doing. But um, it also kind of does, like, the whole new Super Mario Brothers thing when you're playing in multiplayer where like if a character gets too far off screen or whatever, they'll... The bubble? You know, a new... Su- yeah, kind of like a bubble except in this game they're, they they are seal up into like a little envelope and they like shoot to the nearest mailbox if you have to go to the mailbox and let them out. It's, it's kind of funny actually, but... <laughs>
1: That's like Donkey Kong um, Country, nearest barrel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think they're just, they're trying to take some of the lessons from some of these other multiplayer games. Um... I was playing on a big screen, so it didn't really bother me. But I do, I do wonder if it would be handheld hard on handheld, though. Yeah, like the Switch handheld, handheld mode. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, and I had a similar. Well, we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. But Oxenfree 2 was another game I played, um, and that's another game where the camera is like also very wide at times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that translates to a hand, handheld too.
1: Did the first one ever come to Switch?
0: That's a good question. I, I think it did at at some point. I don't because it launched in 2016, um. So I I don't think it came. It was like there when the Switch launched. Yeah, but, but,
1: um, yeah, but it did. It did. So this is the they, the Switch handled the first one and the first one was similar. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah.
1: um, did, oh, so you you played Oxenfree too? I guess <laughs>
0: spoilers. <laughs> How was it? I wasn't. I did. Yeah, that one. Um, Yeah, games like that are always hard to demo because, like, you know, it's a super narrative-focused game. Most of what you're doing over the course of the game is building relationships with characters and unraveling a mystery. And so you can't really gauge the quality of that story just, like, off the bat. You know, like, I got to play 30 minutes of, like, the intro, basically. Um, So in that regard, like, it's a little bit tricky to talk about. But, I mean it's it's more oxen free <laughs> it's um i I don't think it's really shaking it up in too many ways they um there are some new mechanics D- did you play the first one
1: no I didn't but I, I'm aware of it and it does seem like a difficult that's a game you, like you need to sit down in a quiet room and just like have a few hours with not in a bustling <laughs> demo kiosk yeah
0: like. exactly um yeah so yeah the first first game was really cool the the I think a lot of people don't... It's easy to forget, but at the time, the big thing that that game was kind of lauded for was it really nailed making real-time dialogue between characters flow well, like in a believable way. And the fact that like when someone was talking at you in Oxenfree, you could just interrupt them and talk over them and they would kind of react to that. And, you know, all the things you say you know, like, it, it, it wasn't... You know, you look at, like, the Telltale games where everything you do, it kind of tells you, like, oh, you know, Johnny Joe will remember this. And, um... Like, the game did a little bit of that, but most of the of the things that you would say, like, you don't... Like, you, you could kind of just tell from how people were reacting. Like, oh, like, maybe that was a little harsh or whatever. Um, so th- that was kind of, I think, the big innovation for that game was what it did for a dialogue. And the story was, was really good, too. And it left a lot of unanswered questions at the end of it regarding the kind of supernatural phenomena that you stumble across in that game um and oxen free 2 has a totally new protagonist um whereas in the first game it was kind of like started off as like a teen drama and you're playing as this group of angsty teens this this time around it's totally different you're playing as this 30 year old woman who is like she works for this environmental research group and they're picking up all these weird electromagnetic frequencies um, over in the Pacific Northwest and so the story just kind of goes from there but um, but yeah it's supposed to be a much bigger game Um, the map is definitely a lot bigger there's a lot more to explore Um, there's also an element of like time travel so um, there are these things called time tears, and you it's like part of the, the puzzle mechanics of the game like You'll have to kind of jump between this other era and the modern day through these time terrors to solve puzzles to have kind of move the story forward. Um, so they're doing some interesting things for sure. And um, I definitely want to play it because I've, I, I've, the first one has, like, some of the unanswered questions from that game have still kind of been lingering in my in my brain all these years. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tom, if you haven't played it, if you like narrative focused stuff, I think you should check it out.
1: You know, I usually don't play games like that. It's very difficult for me, unless you're like expressly like crazy, like Danganronpa or something like I'll play that <laughs> like, insanity. Like, um, but I, you know, maybe I just haven't tried them enough. That's, that's more the, yeah. the
0: reason it's, um, it's a good, it's a good foothold into the into the genre. It's a really good story. And it's it's fairly interactive too. Like you're not you're not just like walking and talking. Like there are some like puzzle elements and some gameplay. So I think you should give it a shot. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm looking at your list of other games. Uh, I have a question about uh, Fae Farm. I've been
0: seeing this game a lot. Oh, yes, please. Mm-hmm.
1: And this game has always seemed very ambitious to me. It's trying to do a lot of things. And it's in this, mm-hmm. you know, genre that Animal Crossing just made, you know, it's exploding. We're seeing now the Animal Crossing, like, wave as all these farming games are coming out now. Like, they're finally finishing. And Fae Farm is, one, a full $60 game. So, and it, mm-hmm. and it looks like it deserves it from its what it's promising, right, on these trailers. Like, every feature you could want. There's... There's farming, there's, like, Animal Crossing house building, there's fashion, there's cooking, there's dungeons, there's, like, it seems incredibly ambitious to me. Um, and I've always, I don't know why, I'm just nervous about them pulling it off. I don't know who, who who's developing it. It's, uh, what, Phoenix Labs, right?
0: Like, yeah. You I know what the last you, game they
1: made was? It was, ooh, it was PlayStation, right? I don't remember
0: the title. Uh. The last game they made was Dauntless. <laughs> Do you remember Dauntless? Dauntless. That was a that was like a multiplayer centric like competitive game that I don't see. even think you could buy anymore. Free to
1: play um, action role playing video game developed in, in Phoenix Lab, Interesting. Yeah. So so this is their second. It's a, so it's a huge. Okay, shift. this is their second game
0: then yeah as far as I can tell yeah um, okay
1: so yeah what did you think? yeah like, I, I want that my impression to start off is I'm the ambition seems a lot that's what I that's and that's made me nervous does it make you excited <laughs> you they pulled it off I know you didn't play the whole game or anything uh,
0: I got to play about 45 minutes of it um, so I got to see quite a bit of it it is it is a lot like even just at a glance I mean, obviously, I was, I was being thrown into the demo probably like midway through the game. Um, and yeah, honestly, I, I kind of agree with you, Tom. Like, I, I am still a little bit unsure of how everything's going to play out in total. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you have all the basics of the genre, right? You can have your little house, you can decorate it, uh, there's recipes to craft and build things you can farm, uh, vegetables and animals, and you can cook meals to, like, then when you go into combat, you can take those meals with you, and so, like, everything does seem, like, fairly connected. Like, I think, again, it's too early to say for sure, but, like, from what I saw, it does seem like even though, even though there's a lot of components, it does seem like everything is gonna tie into each other pretty well, um... I personally like this is not the type of game that I would gravitate towards like I like I love like Animal Crossing style games but the whole like you know I don't necessarily like care much for the whole like fairy (laughs) fairy pixie dust aesthetic (laughs) um you know but like there there's a lot of like different ways to play it like you I when I was chatting with the developers he, he was like you know if you're not interested in the combat, you know, we have items in the game that you can kinda like turn yourself invisible and you can avoid the combat. Um Interesting. You know, they they do have like a whole like character like relationship system where you can like become friends and then go on dates with certain characters and but um it's just the thing that's hard to gauge is like how deep all this stuff goes. And how polished and each one
1: is. And if it for sixty dollars, it all should be super polished, in my opinion, right? Like How fun is the dungeon? Is the dungeon calling so, like... (laughs) If you could just skip it, is it that fun? Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, if if there's a way to just skip it. It it reminds me a little bit of Ever Oasis. I don't know if you remember that game. Mm. Yeah, I never
0: played it, but...
1: Hidden Gem. Hidden Gem. Um, One of those games where it's like, there's this town building building element and the dungeon calling element. And neither was super deep, but they were both like had a fun gameplay loop um but they had to, they, they you know they didn't promise too much faith farms like we've made two entirely separate games the dungeon crawling and this whole other thing like <laughs> and you know so it it reminds me a bit of that game in in kind of yeah loop, but like so much more to do like ever was you go to the dungeon get materials come back and build a town go to the dungeon it, like it was it was kind of a simple like exchange This feels like you can get lost in any, any one kind of track and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be, maybe that'll be amazing. Maybe it'll be like the perfect game that the dream game of this genre that somebody
0: wants. (laughs) I'm sure it's the dream game for someone. I I just don't know if it's the dream game for me. And there were definitely like things, things that I think could be optimized better. Like, look, one thing you got to get right in a game like this is the fishing. Okay. I should be able to I should be able to throw my fishing rod in the water and immediately know what to do. And it it was a it was it was a little too confusing to do the fishing in this game.
1: Oh man, that's a staple. That might sound sound
0: like a little thing. And not for this genre, but not for this genre.
1: In this genre, fishing is you know, is the the grind rail. It's it's you know, it's the mechanic you see coming up in all these kind of games, you know, like it's one right. of those important kind of mechanics that you'll see, you know, in, in so many farming games, classic and, and new. So it, I'm glad mm-hmm. it's in there. Even, even games that shouldn't have fishing, like Fire Emblem, have fishing. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, you're right. I, I agree. They've got you, the right idea. That's such but, a funny way yeah. to look at it, though, Nick. Like, <laughs> like, like, like a review score based on the fishing mechanics polish. Like well how, no, no, no okay but no 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 i'm not, not no but I, i'm not <laughs> but like you know like you know how you can tell this game's good they they've got a good fishing mechanic in the fishing mini game cuz it's like true though like in, in a little in a weird yeah. way you look back their history you know sonic has a fi- like a lot of games have fishing mini games and
0: i don't know yeah i think you're right it, but like i'm using that like as an example to kind of like say that like there are elements in the game that feel like they should just be a little more intuitive or a little like less difficult to parse and um and they're just kind of not like well and I, you feel played like th- the, I feel you like i feel the played... world is kind of hard to get around you know right, like it's right. a little confusing the way things are laid out you know there's a lot of different like systems to engage with but at least at a glance i was having a hard time kind of telling like okay like what does like, I have all these tools my my tool, tool wheel. Which one does what? You know, can I pick this up? Is there, there's no button prompt. Like, what do I do to interact with this? So, you know, like things like that. Um, oh, man, But yeah. the game is still coming out, you know, a little bit down the road. So I think there's time for them to clean it up a little bit and work on some of that. Um, well, and. They did and say they're planning on supporting it in the long run. Of course. Um, right. This is clearly important to them. Yeah.
1: them. Um, yes. It reminds <laughs> me, it reminds me a bit of. And you probably could speak to this more, like, when I when Hogwarts Legacy came out, it had all these mechan- side mechanics, to, that like so many things you could do in the game, that a whole different systemic kind of weird. Yeah. And it's just like, in a way, diluted itself in a bit. You know what I mean? Like, from what it could have been, which could have been this kind of school simulator thing, right? More focused experience. No, it has to do all this stuff. It has right. to do so much that, and none of it, none of it, like, it's Jack of all trades, right? Master of none. It couldn't actually zero in on a specific thing and master it and be that, like, such a great experience. Um, yeah. And I, I By felt the time
0: like, I solved my, my 20th Merlin trial in Hogwarts Legacy, I was like, okay, that's enough of that.
1: <laughs> right, right. It's like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to collect animals and build a farm and then build a... Like, it's like, what is all this? And then Yeah. Gonna, like, so... That's a, that's kind of how I felt similarly about Fae Farm, but <laughs> Fae Farm feels like it should be a smaller game, but it's priced similarly too, which is surprising. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, I, I think know, that's know.
0: that's going to be the real like thing is like if you're charging sixty bucks for it, it's going to be harder to compete, you know? Right. And like if, if I'm if I'm new to this genre or I'm looking for something to go play, you know, am I going to go spend sixty dollars on Fae Farm or am I going to go play? you know, Stardew Valley or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um Right. Or like a new Harvest Moon classic. game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well you don't want to play the Harvest <laughs> Moon games. Again, the story of season <laughs> games are from the original developers of Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon games are just I the know, name I rights They're only own yeah. <laughs> what else all did you right, play, all Nick? Right. What else? Okay, okay. <laughs>
0: um yeah, okay. <laughs> so two two more I'll talk about in detail and then the rest will just kinda gloss over because I want to keep everyone here forever. Um so this next one I'm really excited about. Uh, this one is called Little Kitty Big City, which is just a great name. Oh, a hilarious set.
1: name already. Is there like already love it? You don't even have to tell me anything yeah. else.
0: Little Kitty Big City sold. Yeah. Um, is, there yeah even, game, is there a fishing mini game
1: though? Is there a fishing minigame in it?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not that I'm aware. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. This is like like the opposite. Like this is a game that has like a very focused vision and that vision is you are a cat and you have fallen out of your your owner's studio apartment balcony and you need to find a way to get back um and you're like you're in this you're in this city and so stray. There's all these talk yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well okay so but it's it's it feels different than that so like so stray was a very i think like there were definitely areas where it was more open but overall like the goal was like you know you're going along this linear path whereas this feels a little bit more like a sandbox game so you are kind of like thrown into the city and there might be little obstacles that are preventing you from getting further and so you kind of have to figure out how to traverse like there's a barking dog there's like a there's like a dog that's like blocking an alley and um and the demo you aren't able to get past him but in the full game there isn't being like all right well how are you going to get past this dog? Are you going to kind of, like, find an alternate path and, like, sneak behind him and scare him? Or are you going to, like, you know, try and climb up this building and go around him and things like that? Um, and you just do cat things. You, my, my favorite part of this game is you, you can control your cat's left and right paws to, like, swipe at things. So, <laughs> so you can, wait. like...
1: Wait. You control individually <laughs> the, the, the left and right paws?
0: It's just, like, it's just like attached to, like, the, the trigger. Like, you just, like, you, like, left trigger, you, like, swipe with your left paw, and you can, like, bat at something. Oh, or, so this know. isn't,
1: like, a death uh, stranding where you control the left and right legs to walk? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. You can use the trigger?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, you just, like... It, so you'll run into these, like, talking animals around the world, and they'll all, they'll all like, want different things. Like, there's this, um... There's this, like, cat that is, I can't remember if it's cat or bird, I don't remember. I played a lot of games this weekend, all right? Um, this is one animal that's like, all right, you need to go collect the shinies, which are like, like to, and then I'll, I'll help you. And um, this could be anything from like, like little pieces of garbage that like, glimmer, but it was like, I think it was like a bird or something, like this bird loves shiny things. Uh, but you can also, like, there are these hu- humans that are walking around, you could, like, swipe at their legs, make them drop their phone, pick up the phone with your mouth, try and outrun them, and then... Or, like, drop the phone in a puddle if you want to be a jerk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the humor, the visuals I have a lot of comedy in them. Uh, the animation is, like, funny, you know? Like, it's trying to be lighthearted in that way. It has, like, a maybe, like, untitled goose game, like, like tone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm enamored. I'm enamored. I, I've fallen in love with this cat. Uh, uh, and so I'm glad to hear, like, the game is also kind of fun, too. Like, the game's actually fun to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's... I see you can collect, like, h- little hats for the cat to wear. You
0: can. Uh, which which I... The developer who I, I talked with, he said that was his favorite part of the game.
1: <laughs> uh, who wouldn't, that who wouldn't think all that? Uh, I respect that yeah. a lot. I mean, oh, great, great. <laughs> That's, that looks yeah. like a lot of fun. Um, I see Soul. it's not released yeah. until next year sometime, but I do mm-hmm. see... Wait, I'm, I'm looking at the trailer. The cat does have fish in its mouth. Fishing. Yeah, you can pick up things. I don't know if... That, Are you I telling me you didn't ask him fishing mini fishing <laughs> minigame?
0: <laughs> no, that, that question did not come out. Um, here's something Love interesting, it. though. Um, the lead developer on this game um, worked at Valve for a long time. He worked on games like Portal and Half-Life and Counter-Strike. And uh, then he split off and made his own company. And this is their first game.
1: Well, oh, it's his first game. I really hope, because again, it's, it's a first game. Like it's make or break for the studio, right? Uh, yeah, it's important that well, first yeah. game.
0: First game for, for the studio. I mean, obviously he's very accomplished. No, of course, I know. Yeah, but like, I hope this works yeah, out yeah. so
1: they can make more games like this and kind of sustain it. And uh, yeah, it looks great.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, okay, and then probably, like, in terms of the indies I played, this this one is probably also up there for me. Um, so I am not a big, like, Souls-like kind of guy. It's just not really a genre that I gravitate towards. Um, I just, I generally don't find them a lot of fun to play. And that's probably just because I'm bad at them. I'll admit it. All right. But... Um, this this <laughs> game another crab's treasure this this might be the one tom this might be the souls like to to convince me to give this genre another shot um i remember really this game
1: fun. was this i feel like this is a nindy an was announced at a an indie of like a year ago
0: it was it was in some some type of nintendo direct at some point um yeah it's a souls like where you play as a crab
1: this is very and, uh, much like the last game we just talked about like the humorous <laughs> animal take on a genre right like that's great yeah. okay i'm really actually i'm really excited to hear about this game because i remember the trailer i'm looking at right now and thinking oh that looks awesome so you pl- you played it how was it did it live up
0: yeah, I um I actually didn't really go in with super high expectations for this one just cuz I didn't really expect myself to enjoy it that much, but I had a great time with it. I um it's it's good. <laughs> they they nailed a lot of the of the fundamentals. Like like moving around feels really good. The art is beautiful. There's some really funny writing in it too. Um and yeah, the actual combat elements of it. So the big thing is uh you can pick up different um, shells, so like you know, old cans right, or right. bottle caps or whatever. And these shells can give you different um, attributes, different strength, um, and they're designed to kind of break and be experimented with, kind of like in how Zelda, your weapons break. They're designed to kind of be these like disposable resources, um, and so so that's that was actually a really fun element of it was um was that part there's also like some platforming so you are kind of like hopping around and riding on platforms to try and get around um and it just all feels really good um i i'm not used to like having my like combat like on the bumpers but they said like if you want you can remap the controls yeah but that's soul stuff
1: that's souls like they do the bumpers too
0: right Right, yeah, it's pretty common for the genre, but they were saying how if that's not your jam, there's a lot of accessibility options to make the game easier or give yourself extra health. So if you want to just go through and like make the combat a little bit simpler or just enjoy the whole vibe of the thing, you can do that too. So I think it's gonna be a winner. I, I really do
1: i I remember l- loving this game. I wasn't, you know, I Nintendo everything when this announced, but I remember being super excited about this back then. and so, to hear it's living up and playing and fun. Uh, yeah, this is probably one of my, my probably out of the list we've talked about the day, day one purchases, I think.
0: Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I think if, if you're looking for a souls, like, or, you know, if you want a difficult experience, it looks like you can definitely get that from this. If you just want something different, or if you're like me and you're like, just curious about the genre and trying to check it out for the first time, um, I think there will be a lot to enjoy with that as well
1: yeah i just love the um, setting the visuals the humor it's yeah right up my alley this is great
0: yeah um i one one other note about this game that i thought was funny just to give you a sense of the humor the um one of the like currencies you use to like get new things and stuff is uh it's the currency is called microplastics <laughs> so you you collect microplastics uh, while you're uh, like out uh. of the ocean it's like, it's like there's some there's some good writing in this game. Um, That's so the gen- funny. Yeah, that. the general premise is like you're like there's like some like like crab queen or whatever that is like imposing unfair taxes on the undersea population, and you're like rebelling, and so well, she sends her legion of crabs after you. It's
1: funny <laughs> that you say that because like. A lot of the weapons or the shells are like pollution like there's pollution in the gate like they're all like not supposed to be there yeah right? so yeah that's a great like thematic currency uh yeah oh yeah you're selling me even more
0: you tying everything together yeah. yeah um yeah so i'd say those are probably the games i played at summer games fest that i'm most excited about um I'll just t- I'll touch on some other ones quickly that I played and I guess we can talk more about it if you if you have any questions or anything. But um but some of the other games I played, um the big one was Mortal Kombat 1, however, um it was not the Switch version. <laughs> it was definitely the PS5 version and it yeah. looked incredible, but Oh I bet you know. <laughs> like like it's just it's I, I can't it's hard to talk about that game because playing it on the Switch will just be a completely different experience, you know? Um, but yeah, that was... It was fun to play, and I just I hope they're able to translate a lot of that. Well, I know that 11, 11
1: came out on Switch, right? And that was not it did. the best uh, as, like, a version. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was horrible, unplayable. It definitely worked, but, like, people were not saying, you know what? You lose nothing going to the Switch. It was definitely... Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, it's probably better somewhere else. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think where I left it when I was talking about this with Dennis last week was like, look, like if I'm gonna spend seventy dollars on a video game, I want it to feel like a seventy dollar game, and I just don't think I'm a little worried about that component for this game. Right. Um, but great game. I'm um, really impressive on PS5. <laughs> like, like <laughs> you you go for like the transition between picking your characters and going into the battle is seamless like you pick your characters they talk shit at each other and then you are in the fight like it's like I think is isn't wild. Street
1: Fighter 6 something like like that the next gen wave of of fighting games are here you know like there's a different oh, yeah. pre- they're yeah. like upping the present which fighting games are all about presentation anyway and i feel like we've reached a new level of that now too with the new consoles
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Yeah, I also got to play um, the Switch port of Escape Academy. Um, That game is, if you're not familiar, it's kind of like a um, virtual escape room that you can play in local co-op if you want or single player, Um, and uh, I I actually played that game with my wife on Xbox, and we had a great time um, when we were arguing about (laughs) how to solve the escape room, but... um, but yeah, they've been working on the Switch port for a long time and I played on the Switch Lite and I thought it looked great. It ran super solidly and um, the version they're putting on Switch also comes with all the DLC. So, um, so yeah, I think that'll be a, a great little package if you're into that type of genre, Tom. I've never done one before in real
1: life nor vis- virtual, so, but it does sound like a good couples game, so I think I should maybe look into it. Um, because of that, that 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 experience of you and your wife doing it sounds fun.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good time if you if you are patient with each other. Patience well, is there, required to solve never these mind. escape rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I also got to play. Um, we were sorry. Tom, oh, I was just saying, saying, like, uh, you
1: give a bad review because it led to your breakup, <laughs> your divorce.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Um. <laughs> Yeah. They, although when I was talking to the developers, they're saying like, yeah, we kind we kind of hope like people like you know argue a little bit while they're playing. Just a little. <laughs> I'm
1: like okay, yeah, some just good a bit. good tension. You gotta have difficulty.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay. I do have to say this. Um, it is incredibly hard to play a timed escape the room game while the developers of the game are sitting there watching you. They know how to solve all the puzzles. They're sitting there watching me play it. And I'm like putzing around this room looking at everything trying to trying to put the pieces together and they're just sitting there They're like, do you want a hint? And I'm like, no (laughs) No, but you know that's the proper experience (laughs) (laughs) That's when real escape, escape rooms are right. The staff
1: is out there watching you
0: It's true, but like like, you know, look, I, I'm sitting with the developers I gotta, like, show my chops a little bit, you know Yeah, the DUI yeah. hint, was, that must have been a brutal <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> like, look, They're like, you're so close to figuring it out And I'm like, I, I'm glad you think so <laughs> Oh man Yeah um, Okay, and last two, the last two games I'm gonna talk about um, That I played at the showcase um, These are both games that are being published by Annapurna Um, so we might hear more about them soon because I know there's an Annapurna showcase coming up. Um, One of them is called Cocoon, and this one I probably know the least about. It is a very kind of mysterious um, puzzle game. Um, What I was able to get out of the developers is the concept is you have these orbs that you can kind of carry around with you, and each of these orbs contains an entire world in it and so when you put these orbs in places in the other world that you're already in then you can jump into those other worlds and solve more puzzles and then jump back out and it's it's very trippy and um, they're they're trying to be very mysterious about the story and what you're actually doing Um, but it is it, it was beautiful game like stunning art direction incredible sound design like Probably one of the most immersive experiences I had. Like, I I didn't want to put it down. Um,
1: I'm reading here that this is from Jeff Carlson, the lead gameplay designer of Limbo and Inside.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So Uh, then there's some, that's some serious, uh, you know, cred there too. So that that, that probably why the game is a bit more like uh, thoughtful, you know, and impressive is because, I mean, a legend that this you can call him a legend right uh working on yeah
0: yeah um yeah it's a shame that the that team had kind of split up and they're all kind of working on i heard it was a dramatic
1: split up i don't know i don't know all the drama but at least they're you know more
0: stuff's coming out
1: from them that's good
0: yeah i I, you won't hear me complaining um and then the last game i i that is, I'm still having a hard time grasping exactly It's called Thirsty Suitors And, um, <laughs> what a, again, another great name Um, it's, um, it's a, it's a really weird game But it's, it's really funny The whole, it's, it, you've, you've seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, right, Tom?
1: I've actually, uh, read it I haven't, I read the, the oh okay. The comic. I have not seen the movie, though
0: Okay, well, it, it shares some, some similar ideas in that you are, uh, you're going back and you're battling your exes and right. you're using things like taunting them, like, um, like trying to find ways to insult them to like, let their guard down so you can like, drop an even harsher attack. Um, you can call in your mom as a summon and she will s- smack them with a giant flip-flop. Um, it's, it's great. Uh, but there's also skateboarding, apparently. Um, which I was not expecting, and um, cooking. So, yeah. Wow, uh, it's like from the clips I've seen. There's like a
1: there's like an RPG element to it, or
0: yes, like, ter- it is an RPG. Battle. It is yeah. just a very difficult to define RPG.
1: Um, I love the title. I like the. I like all these funny games coming out. We, get, we gotta get more like comedy games. Uh, this is good to see.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, I
1: do see a yeah. demo is available for the Thirsty Suitors uh, on Steam right now. So
0: there you go. Go try be, like, it for yourself if and you're play interested. the game.
1: Yeah, there you go. Figure out. Yeah. So you yeah. might have a better idea of what this game's like than, <laughs> than
0: us. It's yeah. That's always the challenge. Is how do you how do you distill this? entire creative work into like a three paragraph blurb on our podcast but
1: after playing only a bit of
0: it too yeah right right um but yeah so yeah so those were that was everything i played (laughs) at summer games well it sounds like a a busy eventful uh event
1: that's awesome
0: yeah it was great you know and it's really cool to get to talk with the people who are making the games talk to other media and hear what other people are thinking about them um, it's just a really good vibe, you know, and I'm, I'm very, feel very blessed to have gotten to go. Um, and yeah. And if I, if you're listening and you're one of the people I met at the event, uh, it was great meeting you and thank you. So, yeah. Um, but on top of all that, we had a crap ton of other announcements this week. Uh, I was talking about all those random showcases that we had and, Again, we cannot talk about everything, but here here's what we'll do for you our our faithful listeners. We're about to give you a a curated list of some games that maybe you'll be interested in just three of them Th- three three really good announcements from this week. I think that sounds good, Tom. What do you think?
1: Three is good that's a magic number. We were talking about comedy. comedy works in threes
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> um okay so this this first one was a pretty big surprise um, this is a new narrative driven RPG called resistor and it's doing a lot of different things it's it's like a racing kind of themed RPG um, which is really unique um, like you're you're driving is like one of your main means of traversing around this world it seems like Um... The, the art style is gorgeous I, I don't I really don't think I've seen anything that looks quite like this um and yeah there's like vehicular combat and um you're trying to like build up your reputation and recruit teammates to your racing crew and I'm like that sounds sick
1: uh it looks very uh like pod racing a little bit but in cool cars a little bit desert. um and I am down for that. And post-apocalyptic desert pod racing violence, F Zero esque, maybe even. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, it does. It it's, does have like a. I would say visually, it looks like some some of the other games we talked about today. That kind of cel shaded, not not photorealistic, but not like super like not like all the way like 2D cartoony, but. Um, yeah. I don't know. Definitely good. Definitely uh, seems like it would be fun. The the vehicle combat you don't see a lot of those these days, unfortunately.
0: You you really don't. Um, <laughs> speaking of vehicle combat, uh, sidetrack. But um, d- did you see during Summer Games Fest the teaser for the Twisted Metal TV show? Oh boy! No,
1: I was too busy <laughs> ordering from DoorDash to get a chance to win the Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> uh, PS5. I, when he said oh it, I was, I, Jeff Keeley says it. I spend money. It's crazy. No, I didn't, <laughs> wow. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the movie trailers. When the movie okay, Witcher good. three came on, I'm done. When Sony talked about Gran Turismo yeah. movie, I'm out. Um, no, yeah, that
0: I, that was the right call. That was the right call. I went on a big rant with segment.
1: last episode. I was on. I think with with Nicholas and Sam. I went on a big rant. How I don't want a Zelda movie, and now there's rumors about a Zelda movie. So. You can tell my Mm -hmm. opinion on that is is Mm -hmm. is probably a bit negative. Too cynical for the cast.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's okay. We welcome all opinions here. Um, But yeah, so that game is called Resistor, and I just, whenever I see something that is like, I'm like, wow, I don't don't think I've seen something like that before. Like, I'm here for it. Um, We don't have a release window for it yet. Um, It is coming to other platforms as well. Um, but yeah, I think it looks amazing. Um, all right. Now this next one, Tom, this, this one's for you. Um, cause you were talking on a recent episode about your love for the Wario Land series. I did. Okay. Well, may I introduce you to not a new Wario Land game, but a game that might evoke some of those feelings. It is called Anton Blast. And uh, I think it's evoking a lot of similar notes. Like if you go watch a trailer for this game, you look at the animation, you look at the way it's moving through the world. It's a, it's a 2D platformer, but it's just, it's it's got a really kind of like, I, it's, it's got a retro vibe Wario to Land. it. It's Wario Land. Yeah, it's Wario Land. <laughs> it's Wario Land without Wario.
1: I, I of course, that's great. And the gameplay loop of Wario Land's wonderful. Now, will it have the art film artiness of Wario Land? Since the parts of Wario Land are just so, like, abstract and, like, again, like, art weird, like, like avant-garde. I'm curious if Ooh. that will have that dimension of this, or this will just have the raucous part fart part of it which is fine good game regardless but there is like an avant-garde yeah. aspect of later War- especially the game boy advance ones later warrior land that that i'm i don't see here yet at least you know what i mean um, not just yeah. we're living up to you know the one the greatest game designers ever the the super metroid team making these 2d platformers on game boy advance right
0: Sure yeah, it a, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to tell if it's going to hit all the nets of Wario Land, but I think lacking Wario Land, I think this is probably about as close as you're going to get. It's so unfortunate, um,
1: too, because, like, Wario Land, I don't know if it's successful sales-wise, but, like, people like Wario, you know? Like, I thought at least they should keep making it. I'd, but if I'd he, buy another one. Anton Blast, good enough. Obviously, the game... The pixel art and animation of of Blast look incredible and really well done. So mm-hmm. um, it definitely looks promising. Uh, it's not some kind of lazy, cheap, whatever. No, this is a real a real no. love letter to to those those uh, Wario Land games, especially four. You
0: know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this one's got a lot of potential as well. Um, and yeah, I don't think we have a release date for this one either yet. But um, this one was actually announced for PC a while ago, so I. I'd imagine that it's probably not going to be too long. Um, Famous last words, but we'll see. (laughs) Um, Okay, and and this last one on our little curated list, there have been a lot of folks out there who have been begging Nintendo to make a Zelda maker. And it it may not ever happen. Um, But lacking that, we now have Questmaster, which is described as a dungeon-designing sandbox adventure um, that is coming to Switch. And it is basically... Zelda Maker without the Zelda branding. You can uh, make little mini dungeons and um, it's, you know, drag and drop, putting down elements, making puzzles. Um, it goes, you know, beyond just dungeons. It's saying that you can make an overworld, different biomes. You can choose where enemies spawn in. Um, you can edit the dialogue for NPCs. I mean, it's it's a fairly ambitious package.
1: Are you saying that the, the Chamber Dungeon Maker in Link's Awakenings remake wasn't good enough? Doesn't count? <laughs> are you- are that hey, what you're saying to me? Are you saying that was kind of an underbaked feature that no one used? You, look man, you said it,
0: not me, okay? I, I, no, uh, I'm those asking Those are your you. words! I- I heard it
1: from <laughs> you! I thought that's what I- that's what you just said, right? Uh, yeah, it definitely looks a lot more thorough and fleshed out compared to that feature. Um, And good, because Zelda Dungeons, especially the 2D ones, are beautiful tile novels, you know? They're they're amazing, and they should be able to be made in this style. Um, Yeah. And it's a a mistake, even, that Nintendo hasn't capitalized on it more thoroughly than that weird side mode uh, where you collected rooms in Link's Awakening on Switch. Right.
0: Yeah, and like presumably something like this, you actually have a way to maybe share the things that you make. (laughs) Um, So you know that already puts it above.
1: (laughs) What were they? And and like you know, I'm not a game developer, and nor was a lot of people asking for a Zelda maker, game developers. Right. But like this proves us what we thought, which is it wouldn't. It's not impossible to implement. A make a, a no engine definitely like this, not then, like it we weren't crazy like this seems very plausible to be doable it's doable
0: you know? yeah uh, but yeah no so, it yeah. looks great
1: yeah i mean that's obviously i prefer to i know we you know what we'll never know if we'll ever get another 2d zelda again at this point that's that part of the franchise is definitely in question and in limbo
0: which is such a shame, because oh, that is don't my talk favorite. That, don't talk that way to me. Where is it coming oh, Come from? on. Where is it on oh, the
1: remake? Hope. Maybe a remake, but like a new, like with new stuff, <sighs> right? Like,
0: I, where is it? I, won't, I, I can't believe it. I, I can't go down that dark path. We we have to have more to do We have to. Someday. Who's going to happen again. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know. I, look, I don't have all the answers, Tom. But what I, what, I, what I do have is I have a little bit of hope. And don't take that away from me, okay? Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm just looking at the, the, fair, the facts of how much Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom sell.
0: I know. I know. Um, you know. Well, look, even though Nintendo was not at uh, Summer Games Fest and they, they didn't have a lot of announcements this past week... Uh, they did put out a trailer for Pikmin Four, so <laughs> like that's short, something. Just
1: for no reason, out of nowhere, <laughs> and and only about like one feature, which is you get to create a character barely yeah. at the beginning, like very like very minor like character customization option, and that's it. That's all you get to learn. There's no no other announcements uh, <laughs> contextually around it. Just a Twitter drop yeah, of, of that. Game
0: is still coming out in July. Release date hasn't changed. But yeah. Yeah, it wasn't much. Um, <laughs> I saw... Um, I, I, I tried to follow a lot of the other content creators on YouTube and Arlo put out a video where he was so excited to see a new Pikmin thing and it just <laughs> ended up being this one-minute video. Um yeah I think he was a little disappointed with that but yeah cuz it's like yeah. okay
1: okay okay character creator and pick I don't play pikmin for like the role playing <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's like not, okay nice thank yeah. you like but like not, yeah. not where I'm there for. I mean, Pikmin not Four. Not the selling
0: point of this game. <laughs> obviously, yeah. still
1: looks great, and it, d- d- you know, from the original trailer, this didn't add much to that opinion. But like, mm-hmm. very, it's definitely the only game to be excited about from first-party Nintendo. Post Tears of the Kingdom, right? I mean, I don't think they've even confirmed anything, to be coming like uh, the a date, um, from from Nintendo, uh, past Pikmin Four, so. Maybe
0: the last ever yeah. Nintendo game. <laughs> this could be it, folks. This could be the end of, of Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think it's that drastic. But, yeah, we don't know what's coming up next, so hopefully there will be a direct. Um, but, look, Tom, we don't need new games because we just got a uh, new games crazy. for Switch Online.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Switch but, Online you know, is like, coming in clutch.
1: Oh, Switch Online, there's... Great, we can just play old games, right? That's just what I'm saying. Games.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I don't I mean, I mean, know. Look, look, do look, look, Nick, I, And this is just <laughs> totally random. I'm going to look at the next four games in my backlog. You tell me if anything lines up. I've been really hankering to play some Blaster Master on Game Boy Color. Uh, really wanting to get back to Kirby t- trouble. Um, Harvest oh, Moon... Dude on super nintendo i've been like you know what? it's been a while since i played that game and then wow. you know there's this <laughs> there's this game that if i had to translate the title it's a japanese only game <laughs> it's called mystery tower in my head those are the four i'd mm, want to play okay. i hope that's i hope that's a, anyway continue with the story what do you got
0: tom man today's your lucky day dude because those are exactly the four games that we're getting in the month of june
1: What a hype list. Actually, you know what? <laughs> this actually is a pretty good list uh, no. of games. Okay, for Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Games. Let's talk about that. Yeah. They, they like,
0: actually retained the gyro controls I mean, they on Switch, to,
1: right? I'm surprised they even bring mean, this game, right? Yeah.
0: Well, okay, you say they have to, but I mean, let's be honest. When I first pulled this up, I was like, oh, did they just bring over Kirby Tilt and Tumble? Because it would not be the strangest thing Nintendo's ever done. Look, after
1: they put Wiimote controls, after they put controls to Duck Hunt on Wii U, I expect I expected Gyro <laughs> in this. I knew the second I saw it, Gyro. Um, no, but mm. Harvest Moon, like it's been a long time since that game's been available. Um, yeah. Mystery Tower has never been come to, to English speaking uh, regions. So that's cool. I'm yeah, I don't know anything that. about
0: that game. but I know, I don't yeah.
1: know much either, but like preservation wise, very happy because that's a Famicom game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know much about it, but like again, a game that preservation wise, unlike a Fire Emblem game that maybe is one of your most important franchises in Nintendo, maybe <coughs> you <can coughs> keep it available. Yeah. Uh, being on Nintendo Switch Online, at least it confirms it's going to be here for more than three months
0: available to purchase. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. that's true. Uh, uh, yeah, so overall, it's, I mean, you know, it's nice to see. And gosh, I don't even think we talked about, but you know, just a couple weeks ago, we got a um, three oh, can Mario I, can I mention, games. can I mention? Oh, so.
1: yeah, that is exciting too. Can I mention that? Natsume, along with the release of Harvest Moon, I believe, put on their website the original like like I don't know if it's Nintendo Power, or whatever guide. Or manual of the game on their website, you can look ever free. Like oh. all the like they scanned in whatever. Um, that's cool. Let me let me, let me see if we, I can get the, the the link or whatever for that. yeah we'll do that post show. But uh, yeah. um, but yeah, so I no, saw that. No, that's the earlier. one thing
0: with Switch Online. There's no manuals. It's it's a no. I know, and that's what.
1: So it's nice because they're actually they they, they just put it on their website for the the Super uh, Nintendo one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Even if Nintendo doesn't have a lot of new games lined up, at least you can go play Kirby's Tilt and Temple in twenty twenty three. Who would have so, thought? My yeah. my
1: next backlog. I mean, you just nailed it. <laughs>
0: I, that's that's what I'm here for, Tom. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that's so it's been a it's been a crazy time. Um, I guess know yeah, I think we've got time. Do you want to mention some of the games that came out recently, Tom?
1: What do you mean? Oh, recent releases. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't even know about the... I don't know nothing about these games, but you provided the list. Okay. And so... I did. I did provide um, the list. I will, right. I will read
0: them. Uh, okay. We got, we I, I got, will be your guide.
1: Yeah, be your guide. But first up, I just want us to talk about Smooshy Come Home. <laughs> tell me about Smooshy Come Home, Nick. Uh, I want you to tell me all about it uh, because I don't know anything about it. And... Uh, it looks like, uh, "Smooshy," is a necessary you sound really title.
0: <laughs> really excited. I'm sure yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Look, okay, Tom, so you're you're joking about this game, but people are very excited for this one. Okay, the the cozy community, they're losing their minds right now. Good people who like c- cozy games. All right, you're a little mushroom, and you're walking around this forest, uh, and you are um, talking with the various residents of this little mushroom forest. You apparently have a mycology journal, which I guess mycology is a fancy word for mushroom. And you learn about real life mushrooms. And um, yeah, there's there's platforming. Yeah. <laughs> and you're making forest friends. I mean, what more could you want from a cozy exploration game?
1: I agree, you know, it's cute. It's got like that kitty city energy, you know? um
0: it does, wish, does have that kitty city energy
1: yeah so i'm all for it no complaints i just it's an it's quite a name for a game
0: it is and, i know? don't know what a smooshy is but he's coming home baby
1: or is it smushy because mushroom smushy
0: oh that makes that, i guess no yeah. makes sense yeah developers if you're listening is it is it (laughs) tears of the the kingdom or tears of the kingdom Uh, okay well i actually yeah that idea has been floated on this podcast before but that's a whole other conversation um okay uh, another Uh. (laughs) just i don't even know how to transition out of that one i'm just not even gonna try um the next game (laughs) on our list um we got a random hatsune miku game are you familiar with uh, what Miku I
1: do joke. know is every Hatsune Miku game is a random Hatsune Miku game.
0: So, oh, uh, okay. Well, that's, I, I think that's a little <laughs> harsh, but yeah. <laughs> no, Actually,
1: you know, I have a good friend. He, he was a guest on the channel very briefly, uh, Miles. I okay. had him on to do a Zelda analysis of Asian Numa. He is the only person I know, but also I'm certain the biggest Hatsune Miku fan in the world. Uh no he's not but he's he knows everything about Hatsune Miku. Uh and so that's all I know. I know by proxy. Okay. This is not a Hatsune Miku game. This is not a music well, developing <laughs> game. This is a uh what I mean what is it? Tell me. I, I, don't, I even don't know. Th-
0: Minigame? like about a to Mario ask Party the same, like the same question. It's like a it, Mario it has party mini games game? in it but it looks like an RPG. And this game is called Hatsune Miku the Planet of Wonder and Fragments of Wishes. <laughs>
1: oh, you know what? That clears it up. That clears it up. <laughs> really? Now I know exactly. Really what nails it. Is.
0: it yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Totally. It is a.
1: It's a farm game. No. <laughs> uh, look, okay. Let me. Hey, annou-
0: look. They did not even announce this game. They just released it on the eShop. I don't so think it, this it, is. This okay.
1: So I, yeah. I've looked it up on a website that I've. Uh, I recommend. It's called NintendoEverything.com. Um, an action puzzle game, uh, that is uh, some, some of it is ports of mobile games and some of it's original stuff, but it's like this just mash of like, we need to make a capsule to sell this on switch. That's what I'm seeing Mm. from, um, from this. So there's two, two smartphone games are, are included as mini games in this mini game collection.
0: Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> um, I will say It looks I, I do like this the, Asterisk you know what? The On Pixar, the bottom The
1: Pixar is good
0: Yeah I, I think it's pretty good um, But be warned the, This game They made sure to note On the bottom of the description On the eShop Does not have Touchscreen controls So Even though it was A smartphone game Phone game, Smartphone g- ga- smart games <laughs> There are no Touchscreen controls So don't expect them Or you'll be disappointed
1: Okay um, I would You know what You know what Listeners, if you made it this far, I'd steer clear of this one. Yeah, They're maybe. not going to put touch controls. They didn't really put the necessary polish into it, I think. Into their smartphone yeah. games.
0: Probably not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> and then this last one, we talked a little bit about with uh, Dennis last week as he reviewed it for the site, but it's actually out now. So I wanted to mention it again. Um, it's called Loop 8 Summer of Gods. And... This one had a lot of people really excited. Um, This is the way Dennis described it. So it's an RPG, but it's got, you know, time loop elements. So you are, like, a student, and you're going through the summer vacation, and these kind of weird supernatural things start happening, and um, you, you know, you do a lot of things, actually, that you would do, like, in a Persona game. Like, you're building like relationships with the different characters you are I guess going to classes and doing things um, you know you were interacting around town going to restaurants you know doing social activities like that Um, but Dennis's big complaint with this game was that he didn't think that the the time loop mechanic was really a good fit for it and that it, it adds a lot of tedium to the game because if you if you can't you know like beat the final boss you have to start the entire loop over again and it's Probably no small feat to do that so um so this one is you know i still feel it has a lot of good ideas and i, I do want to want to try it because I, I think it's interesting um i've never really seen an rpg that's doing all these things in this way um but yeah dennis was not over the moon about it which was surprising because he and i were both really excited for it originally
1: well check out dennis' review it's very good and he gives a lot of like uh, examples of better games that do similar things, like like, like you know, like he l- talks about Aegis Rim and Attack of Friday Monsters and Fatal Frame and mm-hmm. all these like kind of w- things that these this game's inspired by, and so it's a good recommendation list as well. And it's not like I don't think he hated it. Read the review, right? It's a good review. And Dennis yeah. comes to it with a lot of a lot of experience in this weird type of game, visual novel esque kind of weird jrpg um Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of gives a good perspective on maybe uh where it where it ranks if you're a fan of that type of game or maybe other options if you this sounds interesting but maybe this specific game isn't exciting to you because like aegis rim for example is a very interesting um time travel plot and stuff going on
0: that oh it's phenomenal
1: yeah, yeah that that doesn't maybe have the same by the way and gorgeous you probably more oh yeah doesn't have the same drawbacks. i would say there's still that game wants to be a little too many things at once as well but not the same wasting of your time either so um read the review definitely recommend that but uh yeah i'm you know what there's so many games like this uh and i i'm fine with it marvelous at xe they're always kind of putting out stuff like this uh and yeah. Experimenting. I think I am narrative just, storytelling. you
0: know? Yeah. I think in general, I'm kind of over the whole time loop thing. I feel like it's a little played out at this point. And I'm honestly, time times, travel
1: needs to go. Okay, we've it needs to do like 30 years off. Uh, time travel needs to retire yeah, for it's now. It's Spend on multiverse. Yeah. I'm done with that. Uh, sweep it away. Let's let's just yeah. get back to good storytelling. You know
0: yeah if you're not going to make something better than 13 sentinels you probably shouldn't be trying to do a time travel story and even that game even
1: that game's like you know i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't like say that's an all-time classic it's just it's just a good game in my opinion
0: did you did did you beat it
1: yeah i mean it's it's just it's you know how i feel about games like this is, like, it's amazing for a video game story, but, like, for narrative and story overall, it's like, okay, it's, like, seven or eight. You know, like, that's kind of how I feel yeah. sometimes.
0: I, th- I think that's, you yeah, know, that's an interesting take. I haven't thought about it that way. Um, but, you know. Well, anyways, yeah, go read Dennis' review if you're curious about Loop 8. Um, and, folks, that is basically our show. Um, we just have one more thing, and that is refresh rates. And... I think I've talked enough about the games that i play lately. So Tom, what what have you been playing lately since you know, we last I, caught up?
1: I, I haven't played much. So I don't, this segment probably won't be as long as normal, which usually I, I ruin it and make this segment like 40 minutes. So it's probably good. <laughs> but I've dabbled with, I mean, again, the backlog. I wasn't joking about the backlog. So I, one of the games I've always oh, I needed I to get you. to was I bought a long time ago Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 plus 2, the remake, right? That they put out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: On. I bought that way long ago on the PS4. Um, and I don't really use my PS4 anymore. And I know they put out a next-gen update, so I got it on my Series X instead. So it's not really Nintendo-related, I understand. That's what I've been playing. Yeah, that's okay. And I want to bring it up. I'm asking you, Nick, how, do you have experience with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1? Um and are you good at it in any way or played it uh, at all?
0: You know, I actually wrote the review of the Switch version for this little site called okay. Nintendo Everything.
1: Okay, cool. Cause I'm looking for tips. I'm trying to get good at this game.
0: And I'm, uh,
1: I did not okay. play this game growing up. Uh, I played it a little bit when I got on PS4 and it just, whatever, something happened. Probably something not, whatever. Now I got it back on Xbox. I'm trying to get good. I just feel so, so bad at the game. Like, it feels like a fighting game. I gotta, like, learn combos. Like, I don't have a lot of experience (laughs) with this series, but I want to. I love it. I love it. And I'm having fun. Yeah. This does not not mean, like, help me love it. I love it. But I just want to... I want it to sink into me. So I'm asking for chips here, Nick.
0: Oh, man. Okay, well, look, I'm not going to proclaim to be, like, good at these games. But you beat it, right? You beat it? I I didn't beat it, um, Mm. but I I played, like, a good chunk of the content for both games. Like, I I sampled a little bit of everything. I went through a good chunk of the progression. Um, You know, I played enough to, like, get a sense for, like, how this whole package holds up, you know, like, and, like, as a remaster, and um, the general flow of everything. And, you know, like, overall, like, I, it, it kind of helped me to look at each level as kind of like a puzzle. Like, in in this is going to be a weird comparison, but, like, you, you've probably heard, like, from, like, talking about the new Hitman games, how you're kind of supposed to, like, replay it multiple times and kind of learn the ins and outs so you can experiment and take different approaches. It's kind of like that. They're, like, yeah, each yeah. level is like a little puzzle that you kind of have to optimize your path through and, um, and there are a lot of combos, and it, it, I think it is overwhelming at first. And it's like, it's one of those things where you really do have to sink in, you know, a good amount of time to just experimenting, I found. Um, I did think the training modes were actually pretty helpful too. Like I, yeah, I thought yeah, they did a good, good job yeah. fleshing it out and
1: yeah. You know. Part of me feels like, and I don't know how you feel about this. This is over. This is a general remake question a lot philosophical okay. question i constantly am asking like i want to play like i'm, I'm like on the like i just want to play the original because all there's so many mechanics added to one in the remake from four um and, and throughout the series that like i don't know complicate things for me like i want to learn the game from its roots, you know, cuz you know I want I don't need I don't have to worry about manuals. The game's not designed around manuals. I'm not overwhelmed by reverts, you know, uh, in with the original PS1 game, but with this with this this version of that PS1 game, right? Or I guess there's another consoles too. All that's mm-hmm. in there. And so the goals of each level are now like like remixed for like the point totals you can get with a, the game's Tony Perskater four engine, but the level design and stuff of the original game. And it's like either include right. the original game in your remake or or here's this should be law. This should be ESRB law. Either include <laughs> the original game in the remake or if you're if you're making a remake, you must make the original also available for sale on that same console. Like, cause all I Whoa. wanna do is like I just wanna play the first game as it was, and see if then... I, I ease into it more, because it just is, like... I'm looking at videos, and it's, like, these gods that have been playing this series for uh-huh. 25 years, doing all the reverts and, like, 900,000-point string combos that you couldn't even do in the first game. Like, a period. And that's the thing. Like, the first game, I'm looking up... the One of the tapes for the scores is, like... It, the tape for the high score of level 1 is, like, 15,000. And then... <laughs> And in, in in the remake, it's like a, it's like a hundred thousand. It's like, well, that I'm not going to cry. Right. So I don't know. What do you think? Like, sh- do you think my law should be enacted?
0: So hypothetically, ESRB fourth branch of the United States government. That's what you're suggesting.
1: I, I'm hoping soon. I put, <laughs> I'm putting in the calls to my Senate as we speak. So, but anyway, yes.
0: <laughs> oh my God! What a concept? Um. You know, I mean, I think in general, like, for historical preservation reasons, it's... I think games need to be preserved in some way. And I don't always think we need to have, like, everything needs to be remade or remastered. Sometimes the originals are just good enough. And I think a lot of people would have just been happy if they had just put out the original versions. Um, You know, at the same time, I think there is a lot of desire to like see some of these games that people grew up with rendered in, you know, the best way possible. And, you know, this re, I, I don't know if you, I guess you could call it a remake. I, it is a remake. I mean, they I remade yeah. everything from the ground well, no, up. I'm not against, they remakes. Retained I'm not against remakes. It the right? feel. I'm
1: not against remakes. My, my law so, is not banning remakes. My law is not banning remakes. It's, enforcing that if you're going to remake a game it's incumbent on you to include the original as well in some way either in the package for the for the remake or as a separate purchase somewhere on that same system because Tony Prosecutor mm-hmm. 1 one of the most mm. important games of all time for sure is not available to purchase the original as it was this today you know that's what I'm saying you can remake all you want but give me the option. It's like this, uh, um, you know, the Persona Three Reload remake, right, coming out. Right. They they right. had they there's a problem because they ported over Persona Three Fez, right, or Portable to modern consoles, uh-huh. but not like the uh-huh. other ones. And like the remake is not gonna have the content from the new games, and it's like a whole like. You Which
0: can't even... was the whole thing people
1: wanted. You know what I mean? People so, like yeah, exactly. It. Oh, yeah. And so, like, oh, while it's I'm good, goodness, they I'm have a version of the original on modern consoles. So, I, so that kind of fits the bill. It doesn't have all the versions, right? I don't know. There's something about it. Something about yeah. it bothers me.
0: Uh, I, and I, just... I hear you. In a perfect world, it would be great. It, but, like, man, I, I will take, like... If we can't get everything, like, at least just... If you're going to if you're gonna do a remake, like, yes, it would be nice to have the original version accessible. But if I had to pick one or the other... Oh, man, I don't know, that's yeah, tough. What do you have I to really pick? just think yeah. it depends on the game, you know? Yeah, would you care
1: about, like, we get a bunch of games preserved, and they're just all... You guarantee every game's always going to be available for purchase, or no... But you can never get another remake or just get remakes and, and never preserve any game.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I think I would prefer to have the originals. Always, yeah, I agree. Because, like, the original, like, you know, you got to take the games in the context of their time, right? And, like, you know, the original, even the, the remake of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, it's still using physics that feel very early 2000s, late 90s, you know? Like, it's... right. It's, it's not, not a, the it's most not, realistic... It's not skate. Yeah. No. no, it's not skate. And it's not supposed to be. But it's... So so that's where I feel like, you know... If you're just playing this for the first time and you don't have the context of the originals, you might pick it up and be like, oh, well, this isn't how a skating game is supposed to feel. But if you're picking up the original and it looks and plays like a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 game, then you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, this was how physics were in this type of game at that time so um so i think yeah i i would rather have if i had to choose i would say don't give us any remakes or remasters just give us the original version so that we can enjoy them for what they were and then give us new ones in the series that carry along the same spirit right
1: i agree oh good i just those games are so important culturally that franchise is one of the best selling whatever ever right and you can't play like any of the games like on modern consoles at all. Like how does that even happen? How does Activision let that happen? They don't want to pay yeah. Tony Hawk?
0: I don't know. I the Tony Hawk game I have the most nostalgia for was um Tony Hawk's Underground 2.
1: Right. That so was the Underground, game. the Thug games, right. And uh, that was the only ones yeah. I played as a kid. But I was so like young that I like wasn't mm-hmm. really playing them. Um, sure, I don't sure. Know. That's that's yeah. the poll question. Is <laughs> uh, how do I get good at this game? Give me some advice. <laughs> if you made it this far, give me some tips on on because I'm overwhelmed by all the like strings of combos and every video online is like four. It's like I'm watching and there, again, it's just like I'm watching a god. Trifle. With yeah. These well, but see, like, that's
0: that's the thing. You you shouldn't be comparing yourself. You know, you should. No, just I'm be not. Tr- no, I'm not comparing myself. I'm trying to
1: get tips. You know, I'm trying to get some tips. When I make a tip video, I pl- I make it for the beginner. You know. Well, sure. I, sure. I Need more people. But maybe maybe that's yeah. that's the problem.
0: I I haven't touched the game since I re- reviewed it, so I I don't think I'm the How best person the to give version? you tips.
1: Is it good? The switch version.
0: I think it's good overall. I mean, it's, it was a little rough around the edges at launch. Um, it's, it's like obviously not the sharpest thing in the world, but like actually playing it, like I thought it felt well, very like you know as good as you can ask for, really. I will
1: say, sport game menus these days just are they're vile. They're vile. They look like
0: yeah, you need a manual. They, yeah. they
1: look like like Amazon pages. Like they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so then I gotta agree to like I gotta agree my like soul away to even start playing. You have to like you literally have to agree to an arbitration clause so you won't you can't you're legally not allowed to sue the company if your child gets addicted
0: to <laughs> after you play the game. It's like yeah, it's I have wild. to literally
1: like sign my ability to sue like I have to sign an arbitration clause just to play a video game. Okay. Yeah. Activision, thank you.
0: Oh. So, Tom, you just reminded me. There was another game I played at Summer Games Fest that I oh. forgot, and now I feel <laughs> really bad about it. Bonus. It was a sports Bonus. game.
1: Bonus. What is it? it was, I want to know. A,
0: it was a sports game. I don't play a lot of sports games. It was uh, Super Mega Baseball 4, which is really interesting for a couple reasons. Um, for, this is EA's, like, first baseball game in a long time, but EA bought this... They basically bought this indie studio called Metalhead, that is, they've been making these super mega baseball games, and they're, like, the really cartoony takes, um, at least aesthetically, on, like, baseball games, they started off, like, not being simulators, and they've, like, progressively gotten, like, closer and closer to, like, a realistic approximation of the sport, but, um, but I, I thought about it, because when you were saying how, like, overwhelming everything is, like, dude, like, if, if you, like, are looking for, like, a, like, baseball game that is, like, still grounded in the realities of the game, but doesn't take itself super seriously all the time, and isn't trying to overwhelm you with things, like, this is probably the game for you. And it's got a great sense of humor to it. You have, um, you have all these, like, fictional players and teams that, like, just have, like, absurd names. Um, but then you also have, like, some, like, actual, thanks to, like, them being part of EA now, They do actually have, like, some, like, former, like, MLB players in it, but it's all, like, their, like, cartoon approximations, like, super exaggerated, you know, they immediately, like, break a baseball bat when they, like, get a strikeout and, like, throw up their hands, and, like, it's... So, so there, are, there are good sports games out I there love that sports are games. not going to overwhelm.
1: I you. am not one of these gamers that says sports ball. I hate sports. That's for the bullies. You know, I know I, I love sports <laughs> games. I think it's one of the most important genres in video games and it's the oldest genre in video games. Tennis for two, 1958, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, uh, it's important for us to respect them. Now the developers need to respect them too, EA and actually make good games um but for a long time like that was one of the most like important
0: genres like the backbone of the industry you know pong sports game right right but the difference was we had more than just like two options for a sport like there were so many baseball games yeah you 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 could just
1: well and licensing didn't matter as much in like 80s and 90s and then when they started no. mattering, like like none of them were exclusive. You can anyone can get a license, right? Um, for the right. most part, uh, and I think there was just the I don't know. I don't know where the audience has gone. The audience clearly isn't gone. It's just yeah. There's it's such a weird business now. It's like monopolized. It is a problem. Yeah. Um, it's like it's, such, well, it's, it's just
0: go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I just, I think a lot of people are just fatigued by all the BS that you were explaining earlier. Like, people are tired of, like, like, I'm sure plenty of people would love to sit down with just, like, a really good baseball game. Or, I remember. Guess be the sh- uh, you know.
1: But well, we're talking, talking about Tony Hawk. Like, remember the extreme sports yeah, yeah. genre? Like, SSX and oh, all yeah. these games. Like, a whole genre that everyone loved. Non, you know, Gen 5, 6, right? Like, that just gone and like these are great games they're incredible games even some of them are all time 10 out of 10 classics right but sports games now are like been seen as like yearly drivel right like just scams which they are a lot of them these these days but for most of video game history they're important you know classic parts of Design. I mean, you you think about it. Like the Ninja Gaiden team made a football game called Tech Mobile. Like the action genius of Ninja Gaiden applied to foot American football, and those games are fantastic. You know. So anyway,
0: whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, I. It's you know, as all these companies buy each other and are chasing the cash cow, you know, and companies are getting absorbed and shrunk into each other. All these. Things that I don't think are great for the industry, like that's where we start losing some of these, like, cr- really just creative, off the wall ideas that we used to get from the sports genre, you know. And the MLB, you know, NFL, whoever, they're going to license their characters and stuff out to the companies that they think that can make them the most money. And, you know, if EA is the only company that can afford to license you know FIFA players um which (laughs) they they can't even afford to do that like EA doesn't even have the FIFA license anymore it's crazy um (laughs) so it's just it's just a changing it's just a weird thing there's just there's so much money in it now that it's I feel like well, it's, it's sucked a lot of the soul out of the, the, the games. The,
1: yeah, the microtransactions have been incredibly successful for EA. I mean, they're surprise mechanics, according to them, in the court of law. Um, <laughs> so they're not gambling. They're surprise mechanics, as, but you can't... As in, console.
0: like, it's a, su- it's a surprise if you're having fun while you're using them? That's <laughs> the surprising part?
1: Yeah, I, 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 the sports game slander needs to end, though, um, because we don't treat it seriously... No one's actually critiquing these games. No one's actually giving proper criticism because the bar we is so low. I mean, how many Madden's did it take to get below an 80? Uh, you know, like overall, right? Like they kept just getting reviews as just like taken for granted and not being criticized properly because they're not taken seriously. And that's what but, I plan to do but like, t- <laughs> as oh, <okay>. president, <laughs> as ESRB president but, uh, of the ESRB. <laughs>
0: Okay, but like now that we're on this tangent, like I—I I mean, can you really blame people? Like, you're—you're you're getting these annual releases for these sports games that are adding. Sometimes, I mean, shoot, especially on Switch, where literally all EA is doing is updating the roster in in their FIFA games for a while. Like they were no, just I'm, updating the roster. No, I'm saying they need to be releasing the exact d- same game.
1: What I'm saying is they need to be punished for it critically. We're not. Could be, what I'm saying is. And I don't know, I'm not going to name any sites, but like for many years, maybe 10 years, a Madden would come out and it would just get an 80 plus because it's like solid. And we weren't taking them seriously enough to actually criticize them for that, you know, to actually treat them like a serious thing we need to criticize because they would just be, it's a new Madden, it's like an 85 mm-hmm. out of 100. Like, that's what I'm saying. They, and now recently, especially the Switch versions, there's been some very harsh reviews because those are not even like games. They're not even finished on the switch yeah um but yeah that's all i'm saying i don't know
0: all right all right well (laughs) that was a that was a fun tangent tom um but i I think somehow somehow
1: i made refresh rate long again whoops sorry no no that's okay that's okay
0: hey there's you know look there's there's no rules in the podcast world right we can have as long of a show as we want um right But yeah, we probably should wrap things up. Um, So thank you everyone for listening. This has been episode 56 of Nintendo Everything Refresh. We hope you enjoyed our conversation about Summer Games Fest and all the great games coming. Um, Definitely make sure that you stay tuned to Nintendo Everything. I mean, just in general, of course, because we're awesome. But especially over the next week or two, because we're going to have a lot of um, in-depth kind of written previews and probably some video previews as well over on youtube for some of these games that we talked about so yeah definitely stay tuned for all that um keep your fingers crossed for a nintendo direct and we will be back at you all soon with everything new and exciting in the world of nintendo see you guys next time